Primary is recording. Welcome to I Already Have to Edit Out Adrian. <laughs> I'm Alex. I'm Jared. Greetings, programs. I'm Adrian. Yeah. 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 So, hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to Alter Your Comics Presents, where Adrian is slap happy. I don't know what's going on. It's what happens when you feed him too early. He's starting to digest. He's starting to wake back up again. It's mm-hmm. not good. Um, but yeah. This week, uh, we will talk about superhero books, specifically superhero graphic novels, because, hey, we're a comic book store that sells graphic novels. What? And and superheroes is a section of said graphic novels. No. Uh, It's hard but true to believe. Uh, True believers. Well, I'm a true believer. Well, there you go. Uh, That's good to know that you are a fan of Stan Lee, then, as well. If you're not, you're wrong. If you're not a fan of Stan Lee, then... I guess you got to do what you got to do. I mean, but yeah. So, superhero graphic novels. Jared, you seem like you're ready enough. So yes. So why don't you go first? I am completely 100% prepared for this segment. You are ready enough. So the first one on my list is Kingdom Come by DC Comics. It's set in a futuristic uh, environment, and it's done by Alex Ross. I should point that out first. Um, so it's Alec, very pretty yeah, art. It's, the art's fantastic. But it's uh, basically a future without a Justice League, pretty much. Um, the All the newer generation of superheroes and villains, all the young ones, are basically just wrecking the place. They don't care about human life. It's all about battling each other and everything like that. Um, it's a bit religious in the sense of... Uh, being a higher power, um, there's a character that's kind of with, is it the Spectre, I believe? I'll be honest, I still haven't read it. It's been a while since I... I haven't read it at all. It's so. really good, as I, you can see by my, you know, Memory. introduction to it, sure. I guess. But uh, yeah, he's with the Spectre, and he's like in church, and he's basically, the Spectre is taking him through a timeline to where this is all going to happen. So he's watching all of this unfold without anyone seeing him so you're describing um uatu from the, the universe well i was gonna say the uh oh shucks yeah, a little uh bit. movie black and white commits wants to commit suicide off the bridge at christmas oh um it's a wonderful life yeah that's what Some, i just heard you describe to something be like that yeah actually that's <laughs> somewhat like it see i was thinking but, of uatu uh, well, just he just stands by and watching sure well specter kind of um, gets involved sometimes i kind of thought um Ebenezer Scrooge being shown his life and everything by the the spirit, but it's the specter that takes him through all of this, and um, it's basically the older generation of superheroes being brought back somehow, basically to teach the young kids how to do things. So Superman's off on his own thing; he's on his own farm um, because Lois is killed and by the Joker. <laughs> And the another character, Magog, um, kills the Joker. And everyone thinks Magog's right and everything like this. So Superman's like, you know what? I'm done. I'm out. I'm going to go on my farm, do my farming, and that's it. What, so, is the, what does the greatest superhero of all time do when life gets rough? Yeah, they go to a farm. Yep. Farm. So um, super 
uh, I'm sorry, Wonder Woman basically goes to Superman to bring him back. And he, she ends up doing it because they found Magog, and Superman's just like, I'm going to kick the crap out of you, but ends up not doing that. Um, there is a big battle because the superheroes, the newly reformed Justice League, is basically locking up uh, supervillains in a gulag. And, you know, until they learn to respect human life and things like that, they're going to stay there pretty much. So the villains basically hatch a plan to use Shazam to crack it open, which Superman and Shazam go head to head. Things don't go well. So there's a lot of, um, I'm not going to spoil the ending for those who haven't read it, but it's very good. It's the art's beautiful. It's a great story all the way around. So if someone's looking at it, what, what would you tell them to say, this is why you need to read this? Like, what kind of person needs to read this book? If you're a fan of any DC character, this is a futuristic version of them. Because um, there's, like, everybody in yeah, it. Yeah, everybody from the DC universe is in it, except for some of the newer characters. It is, I don't remember when it was written, but it was early 2000s, I think. So it's a little different. So there's some of the new characters, like Damian Wayne didn't exist when this book was written, mm-hmm. and... I don't think Tim Drake's in it either, actually. But it's uh, there's some other characters like um, Dick Grayson and uh, Starfire have a kid together. So that character's in this book. And so there's like another generation of kids also. So, All right. Cool. But yeah. good, good description. Any, any DC, if you're a fan of DC, this is one of DC's staple books. It's one of the best ones out there. All right. Adrian, what's up on your list? Uh, you know, <clears throat> when we were thinking about this uh, one of the first books that came to mind was uh, Secret War, uh, where Fury uh, gets a secret team of superheroes to invade and destroy Latveria. With when the the king of Latveria isn't Doom, it's a queen. I forget who the person. I can't is. think of her name off the top of my head. It was so memorable that I don't remember her name, but. <clears throat> uh, Fury makes a mistake and he wipes all these heroes' minds after they do it and um, realize that they left some loose ends and the uh, bad guys come back to avenge Latveria or whatever. And it was a really great... I loved the art. It was that kind of stretchy, uh, trying to look like live-action art. Um, It was a really quick read it was like maybe four issues when it came out because like the war itself the secret war you don't even actually see you don't even see it because it's you are part of the mind wiped group of people more or less correct correct you get glimpses uh of these really cool suits now some of them are like all right come on you're just like reverse spider-man you know or reverse wolverine reverse wolverine it's like in captain america you're I, it's exact, I know it's you. It's the exact same costume, just different color scheme. Right. Like, come like on, all guys. dark colors. Which I understand of, like, if that's what you're used to fighting, you'd want to have something that's comfortable that you're used to. But for the sake of anonymity, like, yeah, no, we can right. do better than that. Yeah, it'd probably be even better just to take Steve's mask off and give him a trash can lid and be like, you don't know me. It reminds me of Night Monkey and the Far From Home. Right, like, right. Really? How, you're going to try to say this is another character? Well, come on. We know who you are. Is it Lucia von Bardis? Yeah. Does that sound yeah, right? Okay, that sounds... that's the queen of uh, Latveria. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Thank you. My Google skills work. Google. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it, it was one of those books that, and when you when you go back far enough, 
that is a really great starting point for everything Brian Michael Bendis. So, um, Civil War, Disassembled, uh, all the crazy things that happened like 15 years ago, that would be a really great starting point. Uh, for anybody who, in it, it's, it's cool because all you have to know, you don't even have to know these people. You don't have to know who Luke Cage is. You don't have to know who Cap is. You don't have to know who Spider-Man is. You don't have to know who Wolverine is. You don't have to know all these people. You just have to know that they're good guys. And Steve is angry because somebody blew up his apartment. And he doesn't know why. And you might need to know who Nick Fury is. But even then, you can, even probably, then, you can get away with like, oh, he's a spy. That's bad. Yeah, right. But I would say it is possibly the best Nick Fury story we've had. Like, it's definitely up there because it is all about him showing that he'll go through whatever it takes to get what he needs to be done to be done. Yeah, he, um, well, because the story starts off with he warns the U.S. government that Latveria is going to be a problem. And they're like, nah, we'll be fine. Uh, things aren't fine. Things are not fine. And then the thing that he was very much afraid of was the super suits, like Iron Man stuff coming out, um, did come out. And all these, uh, like, Sinister Six level personas because it wasn't actually norman it wasn't actually doc ock it wasn't but it had all these different people had all these you know suits that gave them lady stiltman powers and doc ock powers and goblin gliders and i mean they were super terrorists mm -hmm. exactly so it, it worked out really well um yeah and the twist at the end uh was pretty fun too uh, my favorite part is Wolverines. Mm, like, that, like I don't, I don't want to give like other than just the line with the whole his interaction with him and Nick Fury because they both served in the war. Exactly, they both have this history together. And then like, ooh, that's some tense stuff going on right there. Wow, you really made that the wrong guy mad. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If there's one person in the MCU you don't want to make angry, Wolverine's at the top of the list. Mm -hmm. Like he may not be the the most top, but he's up there. I feel like Professor X would be kind of up there. Not because you actually think he would do it. It's the fact that he could do it. He could make you live out the rest of your life thinking you're a puppy. He, and that's why I think he he, or could, he could be up there, but not the top. Like because mm -hmm. he does have his conscience behind him. Sure, and, and so does Wolverine. He just has blackout right and rage problems. That's the biggest problem is his his. <laughs> feral rage that was like no that's what he bumps him up even higher up. but i think that's what makes professor xavier a little bit more scary because if he chooses to do it he freely chose to do it you know what i mean but if he chooses to do that to you you messed up pretty bad oh i'm not saying that yeah. i'm not saying that at all like, i'm just saying say you could you push wolverine off the far, edge you probably deserve whatever xavier is going to do to you. yes yes <laughs> but if you push wolverine that far oops yeah you know See, I would put Dark Phoenix ab above okay. Xavier because she has that power and crazy. Like, that's even more and don't crazy. be on that loose. Yeah, on yeah okay. List. Like, I'd, I'd much rather mess with Xavier than with Dark Phoenix. Okay. I, I can't argue that. So, even though I want to. But yeah, not that we are... Maybe that can be a topic. The people that you don't want to make angry mm. in comic books. The Hulk. Nah, everybody. he's always angry. That's... Yeah, that, that, that's been done. So maybe we'll, I'll write that down for notes for maybe next time or sometime we can do that for a list of people that you don't want to make angry mm -hmm. and why. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Secret War. And that's Secret War. Secret War, not Secret Wars. Correct. Correct. Or to be confused with the other Secret, Secret Wars. Wars. 
because Marvel is great at repeating their names. Names. And doing sequels, because there was a Secret Wars too. Don't forget. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We didn't get anything fun out of that. I think the, 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 we still got the same Kree guy, Skrull guy, whoever. I can't remember. He made the, the planet. He was that kid in the white suit. The kid in the white suit. We meet him again in Illuminati. Ooh, that was a good one. Do we still have that? I don't think we have that one right now, but it's probably one that we could order because it's, it should be a staple. <laughs> yeah, that one was really good. I like that just because they went back in time and added stories that didn't exist, but stories that still fit. Right. The well, Infinity Stones, the post-Kree War invasion of Earth, um, the meeting this guy that created that world. Um, yeah, I, it was I, just, I totally see MCU doing that, too. In the near oh, future, sure. in the near in the near future too. We've been in charge this whole time, right? Really? Because why not? I mean, I okay. So side tangent again. I want to see mutants just appear because Xavier said, "All right, we're done hiding." Like he had confused everybody to not see mutants. Then all of a sudden, boom, here we are. Because why not? And that be part of an Illuminati of top secret people that were undercover this entire time. I hate that that works. But it's, it's kind of like secret invasion levels. I hate that that works. Because why not? The Beyonder. The Beyonder. Yeah, thank you. Right. Thank you. Googlay again. So, yeah. Secret War. Secret War. Uh, first <clears throat> up on my list is one that Adrian did not like until I said, here, you have to read this. I always mention that book. I always mention. What? Whenever I mention the scratchy art, it's this one. So, it, and what we're talking about is Hawkeye, but written by Matt Fraction. The artist, I believe, is David Aha, maybe? or Aha. Uh, it should be on the cover there. Aja. Probably Aja. Probably Aja. Um, AJA. Which is the inspiration of the upcoming Hawkeye Disney Plus series, which if it's like this, then I'm all in for it. Which, I mean, let's be honest, it's mm-hmm. a Disney Plus Marvel. I'm all in for it regardless. But this one is... Oh, because she is in it too, right? Bishop. Because this has uh, Hawkeye Clint Barton and Hawkeye Kate Bishop both teaming up. And it's more of a Clint Barton than a Hawkeye story where... He is. He becomes a landlord for a department for a boarding house of sorts, and he's you know protecting them street level, very street level, where mm-hmm. it includes him fighting off like local mob bosses that were trying to extort the his uh, tenants and everything. And it's really good. It's the series that is completely done. Um, we have the first two or three volumes of it. It's not a long series either. I did not want to read this because I could not get past the art. And then you handed this to me, and you're like, "You're wrong. Read it." Okay, fine. And after like I the first, it. after the first issue, it's like, no, this art, even though it is not my favorite, it fits the story it so well. It fits the story so well. So I know I need to go back and look at some other books that we have at the store that I need to give a second chance. Okay, maybe the art didn't grab me at first, but maybe you know, second chance I might enjoy it because this is the exception to the rule of like, no, the this art is is not my favorite, but it works. And I couldn't imagine this story being told with a different style of art because it works so well. That's why I'm going to get like issues two and three of this. Yeah. I'm holding a comic up that we'll talk about later. So yeah, uh, that is Hawkeye by Matt Fraction. And like I said, it's going to be an upcoming series for Disney plus. It's going to be inspiration for that. It's cool. It's, it has two Hawkeyes, Clint Barton, Kate Bishop and their dog lucky. Which was supposedly Lucky. going to be in the show as well. We had the uh, statue of them fighting, or no. 
we did at least he last, with the dog of him with the, he's shooting the arrow and the dog is holding a slice of pizza That's and it. pointing in the same direction. We did have, I don't know if we still do or not. Cause mm. I don't remember today. It's been a blur, but definitely check out Hawkeye. This one is my life as a weapon. It's just the first volume. I want to say of like three, maybe four volumes and the whole series is done after that. Um, but yeah, definitely great. Highly recommended. Yep. So yeah. When I say I don't like the scratchy art, that's the one. But it works in this it, instance. Perfect. Jared, what's next on your list? All right. Next on my list was Batman Hush. Um, this has been a one of my favorite stories of Batman throughout the whole, you know, Batman history. Um, it's got everybody from the Batman universe showing up in this story arc. Um, it's a the introduction to the new character Hush. Um, who that character is, his plan against Batman, everything like that. I was surprised that the mask, when it comes unraveled, is Captain America. That really threw me. Yep, yep. <laughs> Iron Man shows up also, you know. They become the Bat family there. Oh, okay. So, But, uh, yeah, um, Nightwing shows up. He reveals his identity to Catwoman for the first time as, you know, they're dating or whatever. Um, her, him and Catwoman actually kind of fight Superman, who's under Poison Ivy's spell. And they basically are in Metropolis, and he, Batman says, go take a hostage in the Daily Planet. And Catwoman goes up, finds Lois Lane, and chucks her off the roof. <laughs> so that kind of breaks the spell of uh, Poison Ivy on Superman. and <laughs> You know. I mean, he got the job done. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I like that say. they finally figured out vulnerabilities for Superman. Yeah. He, can't, he sucks against magic, yep. right? You can poison him if you can make him smell it. Yep. You can make his ears bleed if you can scream loud enough. There's just certain things that's like, I, I feel like for a long time, they're like, okay, what do we do with Superman? We, yeah. we figured out how to kill him they back still, in the 90s. They still have problems with that. Like, I, I tell this to people all the time. They need to ground Superman, make it mm-hmm. more personal stories, have him have more guest appearances and things like that. Having him, no one cares about him fighting a giant monster. Because he'll be fine. Yeah. He'll be fine. And on that slide, and we're going to do a preview, uh, Superman, son of Kal-El, yeah. that came out this week, is, does a very good job of grounding him yes. and showing what's and going on. I loved it. So. It was great. It was, And in Nightwing last week, that was some of the best Superman stuff in, when he guest starred in Nightwing's book. So, but yeah, moving on to Batman Hush a little bit more. Sorry. Um, got off on a tangent already. But uh, yeah, um, once they get through that they go to the next part of the story um tim drake is there uh basically testing catwoman in the bat cave pretty much you know and they kind of fight catwoman kicks the crap out of him and it's basically a test between robin and catwoman that bruce puts uh robin up to Mm. Uh, nightwing shows up um actually nightwing showed up before all of this happens he's the one who was telling bruce to reveal his identity to catwoman so um yeah, uh, he runs into a grown version of Jason Todd later on, and this is before they did uh, Red Hood. And it turns out to be Clayface. Batman figures out that it wasn't the real Robin who died and found out, you know, Hush was behind everything. It reveals who Hush is and everything like that. It was a great story, great intro- character introduction. The art was by Jim Lee, so it's top-notch art. Um, yeah, Batman Hush. I do like it when they bring these villains back just with that, because they had that perfect ability to do this crazy off the wall thing. Oh yeah. I'm thinking about, um, old man Logan. 
really? They used that villain to make Wolverine go crazy and kill everybody, right? Or in yeah. this case, you know, um, Clayface, you know, does his Imitating thing just the enough. Who died. Right, right. Just you enough know. to throw things. And it's Clayface. Like, who the heck right. cares about Clayface? Who the, care, who the heck he cares about Mysterio? he made such an impact in that story that it was a perfect use for him. And it makes sense, too. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as a bad character. It's bad writing for a character. Right. And this is, yeah, it's being creative while using that character. And right. He, like, oh, if they use a fraction of their potential, they can do amazing things. Be right. It for the good or bad. And how right. Batman figured out it wasn't the Robin who died because uh, they aged him so it wouldn't be an exact copy of that Robin because, you know, they're yeah. just going off of memory of how he looked. So he, the uh, Batman found out he wasn't the Robin who died because... He never. He always called him Batman. He never called him by his name. So he's like, you're not the Robin who died. He knows who I am. You don't, obviously. I forget what so. story it was in, but it was a, a brainwashing with Batman. Like, oh, how do you know that you're being brainwashed? Well, it's because I was calling myself Bruce. I don't call myself Bruce. Yeah, it I, was in um, Batman Beyond. That's right. Yeah. Like, wait, what? I yeah, I, I call myself Batman because Bruce is my alter ego of being Batman. Yeah. Which is... Extra levels of crazy, really, but right. that's okay. We're not here to diagnose them. We're that's fine. a great way to know you're not being brainwashed is by calling yourself your own name, and if that's you... not who you think of. Right. <laughs> there was an episode of the animated series with the Mad Hatter who d- had done the same thing. Oh, but he figured it out by reading something in, oh, yeah. in the dream state, and it was all garbled up. And not like dyslexic garbled up, but like... True gibberish. True gibberish. And he figured out, oh, I'm dreaming because of hemisphere of brain or something. Yeah. It's Batman. It's Batman. What's next on your list, Adrian? Uh, well, you know, I'm kind of torn because uh, you said Batman. And uh, I, I didn't want to go to Injustice, which is super uh, revolves around Batman and Superman. Um, you know what? Let's kill Batman. Uh, anything deceased. All of it. All of it. Yes. It's all Agreed. been Deceased was actually solid. on my list, but I know we've talked about that. The, uh, <clears throat> maybe not as much as I thought. Well, there could be new viewers that are listening, so yes, that's okay. Deceased. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. New view- okay. Uh, all right. I all believe right. the term is still view- viewer okay. for this. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. New listeners. Yeah. Uh, so, Deceased. Uh, we get this story. It's, it's essentially a zombie story without being zombies. Um, okay, wait. I want to stop you. I, in my opinion, this story should have been Final Crisis back in the day. Oh, okay. Because it has the same premise. Uh, Dark Side finds the anti-life equation. Mm-hmm. He uses everyone's cell phones and screens and everything to distribute that equation. And instead of zombifying them, he took it, everyone over in their minds and just bring you know they controlled them that way. Okay. But go, yeah. Yes. No, that's that's it's really same good. premise, I... just different mm-hmm. split right there, and things go really bad and deceased. When was that? When did that come out? Final Crisis was two thousand. Single early digits, right? Eight. Oh, maybe later. Maybe. Digits. I'm not. There sure. was some really good stuff back then. It all starts. Final to, Crisis was bad. Um, but anyway, together. deceased. But deceased was good. They're not zombies, but they're not non-zombies. Uh, and key, the, the writers decided, uh, Tom Taylor, uh, great writer, uh, decided very early on to take key players out of the equation. And the way he did it. Um, spoiler, he took out Superman. Toward the end of the first series, but the way he did it, it's like, 
I can't be mad. I can't be mad because that was awesome. And it's been a question of like, who's faster, who can do what better who's, than, you know. Who's immune even. Who's immune even. And it's the immovable object, object versus the unstoppable force. Exactly, exactly. I'm like, oh, that was really good. And I think it's old enough now that we can kind of spoil it. The yeah. Flash becomes a zombie. And he's just racing around, just, just the, destroying. If everybody. you remember, they they told them, both flashes, yeah. yellow and red, to to stay to put because yeah. if they get infected, the whole world's the over. whole world's over, yeah. right? And they really wanted to help, <clears throat> and so finally, uh, the Flash gets infected. Yep. And so uh, Superman flies around the opposite way of the Earth and goes mm-hmm. full speed and hits him head on and just disintegrates him. But a piece but of, a uh, piece the, of flash the flash is... stuck into Clark. Right, right. And I like how they still made him vulnerable, just last long enough to say goodbye. Yep. And that was a mistake. Yep. So, uh, no, that whole series, uh, there was a little, uh, like a two-issue thing right between um, Deceased and Unkillables. Uh, and that was kind of weird, but it still fit. And I think it's set up real nice for the uh, Dead Planet storyline. Uh, Which takes story place five years after. Five years later. COVID hit, and so we had a really weird thing with Unkillables. I think issue three had only gotten like a quarter portion uh, distributed, and then nobody knew what the heck was going to happen. Yeah. And so then uh, I know, unfortunately, I had to go somewhere else to get issue three to complete it. Uh, but... The hardbacks have get they've got some really great cover art. Um, oh, and then the they, they newer, released that web series. There's that newest one. I forget the title of it. Deceased. We make awesome puns or something. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. the fourth installment, which still takes place during the four, the first mm-hmm. timeline. But it takes place with all these other side stories, like right. Like I love the story with Jimmy Olsen. But I'm saying the era, yeah. the time bubble is right. the first one. <clears throat> right. Uh, it was yeah. just really great. The Jimmy Olsen is the connecting tissue, really, of the entire narrative yeah. to Un- zombies tissue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Deathstroke story in that it was Ooh, really yeah. good. Well, and uh, Red Hood story with yep. his, with the whole Batmobile and, uh, and okay. So at one point, Red Hood is still alive. <laughs> yeah. He finds Zombie Joker and straps him to the hood of the Batmobile. Oh just yeah, because yeah, like, right, yeah. That's ridiculous. Jim Gordon's really cool. like, is this really necessary? And Jesus, yeah. like, we're in an apocalypse. <laughs> And you know what this guy put me through? Right. Yeah, it's necessary. There are no rules. Keep your shirt on. So yeah, that's There's deceased. No. Deceased. Oh, as the whole, the whole, everything. Uh, all, four books. Yeah. all four it's, books. All four books. All four for now. And I would suggest getting if you're going to pick it up. I would suggest getting the hard covers. There's they're really good looking. They look great on it. a bookshelf. If mm-hmm. nothing else, you know, they're they awesome. totally are worth it. And and I know some of us are back and forth with with soft covers and hard covers and. The price point, and I totally understand, and I half agree with it. But, but this ones, is one of those yeah. you should just get it in hardback. Yeah, the hardback mm-hmm. is so much cooler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of cool, next up on my list is Spider-Man: The Life Story. This is by Chip Zdarsky, where each issue is a different decade, saying like, "All right, so it starts in the '60s and poses the question: Okay, what if superheroes actually aged?" Which you know is a fair point because they don't really age in our, the way same way we do, or they de-age, or they retcon or everything. And this is a whole mini story that's in its own universe, really, where it starts in the '60s for issue one, issue two is the '70s, so forth and so on. 
all the way up to the 2010s, I want to say. You yeah. said retconning, and that was just like like a trigger for me, like, ah, retconning. That, so many people are making really, I think, bad choices with some of the retcons that they do. But then when you say, oh, this is its own story and its own universe. Okay, cool. Right. Because it's a, its own bubble that doesn't have to do with anything else. I mean, it starts with the same, like, all right, it starts in the 60s. But what if these characters actually go through the Reagan administration, the sure. Nixon administration, like all these different things. Right. And the world events have happened since then. There's a lot that has happened the last 60 years. Right. And how does that affect the characters and everything? Um, they are currently doing the Fantastic Four version as well and single issues. But in my opinion, this is the better one of the two because Spider-Man. Big when, surprise. When does it start? Uh, this one starts in the 60s. Oh, sure. So when okay. he first comes out. Right. So he's a teenager in the 60s. Then he grows up in each issue, like I said, a different decade where he has an evolving story where, okay, well, he's been around at one point. He's been around. He's been Spider-Man for 60 years. Right. So holy crap. Right. Like, and he's old. Half of the, all the heroes are dead because they're all old and everything. Logan's still the same because he's Logan. Um, but it is a great, unique story where... Like I said, where you actually age them up. And it is a bit of a sad story because people die. I mean, it's what? just the way it works. As you get older, the more, the longer you live, the more people you know are dead. So just the way it works. And I thoroughly enjoy it. I want to see more of it. Um, they just actually released the Spider-Man Life Story Annual, number one, that just came out this week, where it focuses on um, J. Jonah Jameson within that same you know, every issue is a different decade, but this one's just all the decades in one issue. Um, I thoroughly enjoy it. They're doing a Fantastic Four version right now. I hope they do an X-Men version. That could be really cool, especially with all the new mutants and mm-hmm. everything, all the generations of that. Do an Avengers book, Captain America, anything. The sky's the limit on that, right? I think they've one. had a lot of success with, like, the Spider-Man noir books. So it would it would make sense to kind of do kind of a life story with, with the X-Men, too. Yeah. Uh, what I do, what I, as I'm leafing through this, it would have been super duper cool if they would have done like the staple art of that decade for that issue. That could have been cool. That would have been really cool. But I mean, that's a lot more work. But no, this a, is this is really good. Doing yeah, that. But the, yeah, that is Spider-Man's life story. Uh, it's it's it is a one and done too. You only have the one volume. You don't have to worry about anything before or after, as long as you know. Hey, do you know Spider-Man or anything about him? Here, sure. you're good to go. Well, that's what we were kind of talking about. What last week or the week before about these icons that are part of our culture. You can't talk about America. You can't talk about humanity. You can't talk about you know uh, without mentioning you know, Star Wars or, you know, different Marvel icons or different DC icons or you you can't talk about humans without it. Right. Uh, Jared, what is the last one on your list? Okay, last one on my list was Teen Titans, The Judas Contract. Uh, this was the issue where Terra betrays the Teen Titans. Um, it's also the story arc where Robin, Dick Grayson, becomes Nightwing. Uh, Kid Flash kind of quits the Titans. He basically says he needs a break from it. It's when, shortly after uh, Barry disappears, I believe. Don't quote me on that. But uh, it's close to that to where he's going to become the Flash, pretty much. So he's kind of leaving the Teen Titans the same time Robin is, so Robin can uh, throw into Nightwing. Well, as they both leave, 
Terra betrays the Titans, and Deathstroke, who's using Terra to do this, uh, attacks each one of the Titans individually at their homes or any at the tower or anything like that. When it comes to Nightwing and or Dick Grayson, and you know Dick Grayson battles him back a little bit, he sure. escapes. So all the Titans are captured um, by oh, Church of Blood, Brother Blood, I think, is the one who's. Or Hive. I don't remember which one hired Deathstroke to do it, but um, they basically capture all of the uh, Titans to steal their powers. Yeah, simple bad guy. Yeah. You know, that's a staple comic book, you know, villain move. I feel like that's part of the story of the original Teen Titans cartoon. Not Teen Titans Go. I think that one sucked. The first Teen Uh, Titans. Somewhat. Yeah, they did adapt um, this with uh, Terra and Slade taking control of her. Um, but, uh, Nightwing runs into a character called Jericho and his mom because Jericho is a mute. He can hear and everything, but he can't talk. Uh, you later learn that Deathstroke cut out his vocal cords pretty much, or, you know, slit his throat. Pretty you typical know. villain but stuff. But it's, but you later also learn that Jericho is Deathstroke's son. Dun, so, dun, dun. there's a lot of family drama there, you know. It happens in comic books a lot. So. It happens in real life a lot. Yeah. Right. So, Jericho... Uh, gets Nightwing and the two of them set off to rescue the Titans. So that's basically your story arc, and they find out Terra's the one who betrayed them. And it was one of the best. It's probably the best Titan story out there. There's there's some really good ones, but that one's my favorite. Next to Taserface, though, right? Next to Taserface. <laughs> <clears throat> that's in Batman, not that not Teen Titans. No, I thought it was in Nightwing. No, 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 it's no. Batman. You just made the joke while we we're talking about Nightwing. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. what was his real name? Ghostface. Ghost, Ghost Maker. Ghost Maker. Ghost Maker. I make ghosts. Yeah. So, what's the final one on your list then, Adrian? Uh, you know, Taserface. <laughs> um, I am a huge X Men fan, and um, Messiah Complex was one of those uh, where I walked away a little bit from the X Men for a little bit, and. Then when I came back, it was during this, and it was it was a great follow up to uh, House of M with that whole spell where Wanda, you know, casts a spell saying no more mutants, and the population of <clears throat> of mutant dumb goes from millions to a couple hundred, so extinct uh, species uh, on the edge of extinction. Actually, that was what the one of the book was called, uh, where Beast goes trying to search for a cure. It's called Endangered Species. That one was really good, too. But uh, Messiah Complex deals with the first mutant birth since then. Uh, causes everybody to go crazy. Causes everybody to try to kill each other. We get these new kids of mutants. These The, the final class, as it were, of, uh, of mutants. Wasn't that a time-traveling baby or something? She becomes a time-traveling baby. Okay. At the end of that, that's when Cable defends, protects her, and takes her into the future. That's okay. where Professor Xavier gets shot in the head um, by Bishop. And we finally get the real reason why Bishop is in this portion of the timeline. It was his purpose to try to kill Hope, is what her name will end up being. And she'll take on, she'll pull a Ray, uh, a Ray Palpatine, and... Uh, take the number the the name of summers uh after cable uh nate summers mm-hmm. who takes her into the future and she becomes hope summer 
and that is such uh the art on that was really awesome um the development between a few of the characters was really great and you you get some more questions if you get uh if this is where you start you you get some questions on who these characters are which kind of make you want to go back and read like x23 who are you why do you have wolverine claws oh well then you need to read this book and yeah it was really great it goes on and yeah it was done by ed brubreaker mm-hmm. so his stuff's always top notch yes yeah and this you know even this is still fallout from what i talked about a minute ago with secret war uh last one on my list is deadpool the complete collection written by daniel way in my opinion it is the best version of deadpool that has been ever written is this the one where he becomes an x-man uh of sorts yeah okay um the blue one uh yes when he yes when he makes his own x-men suit when he's not actually with the x-men uh do you believe there's actually a time where marvel was not publishing deadpool what yeah uh so they had i was just did a quick google search and they did deadpool off and on from 93 through 94 then they took a break from 97 to 2002 and then there's a cable and deadpool series which was 2004 through 2008 this series takes place in 2008 that starts with the secret invasion storyline this is actually the first deadpool that i read it was when i started reading comics actually it was in secret invasion and this has been the inspiration for many a Deadpool stories ever since. I'm talking about Deadpool in the movies with the actual Deadpool movie with the multiple voices talking to himself and everything. Because he wasn't always crazy. He was no, he was he was always the mark with the mouth. So he was like Spider-Man, where he's always like talking fast and everything like that, and being eccentric, I should say. Um, but this was him like actually talking to the other voices in his head, and you, the reader, can see the voices in his head. So it was like his thought bubble, voice A thought bubble, voice B thought bubble, and interaction going on, or you reading it, it all makes sense. But if you think about it, what the people in the real world are seeing, like, what is he talking, like, where did, how did he get to sure. this, con- sure. this point in conversation? And it is just, like I said, it is the best Deadpool. If you want to, the current stuff is okay. It's hit or miss. It's very hit or miss. This whole run was fantastic all the way through. I highly recommend anyone that's a fan of Deadpool to read all of the, com- the complete editions by Daniel Way. I want to say there's three of them, um, but it is, like I said, it's it's very good. Um, everything else fails in comparison to, compared to it. I mean, that's what, you know, I, I like it when somebody comes up with a really great story or, you know, uh, Injustice, all these other books that really are iconic, right? And then what do you do when the next guy takes it? Right. And then he or she kind of sucks at the writing of it. Well, and this reestablished Deadpool as a character. Like mm-hmm. it brought him to the forefront where everyone's like, Oh, I love Deadpool. Well, you love him because of this series, mm-hmm. because of what they did with him in this series. Cause like you said before, he was just, uh, I mean, he had his, like I said, he had his humor and stuff, especially with, he was paired up with cable. So they did the, you know, straight man, funny man, com- comedic uh, tag team with them. But this just really, brought him into the okay he is a main character right. he's on par with spider-man with mm-hmm. captain america with even superman and Bat- like of all of them he's in the top tier now mm-hmm. because of this series we have a thing of him at work we have a life-sized statue of him yeah at work and it is like it is the best deadpool story and i was like oh if i'm going for superhero stuff i have to mention spider-man I have to mention deadpool you have to 
and because they're the same character, right? Right. Exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah. I'm just that. Sometimes Spider-Man uses swords. That's yeah, all. That's, that's a, the only and guns and kills yeah, people. It's fine. Duh. Yeah, that's not the case. Uh, in case your sarcasm meter has been broken, that was full sarcasm. But yeah, that is Deadpool, the complete series. And those are our, in a nutshell, our top superhero graphic novels that everyone should at least check out. Yeah. I know Jared wrote down Spider-Man Life Story after we were talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to check that one out. That sounded really good. So hopefully you, you the viewer listeners... Fantastic well, Four did the same thing. Not they're doing it right ago. now. They're, currently, oh, that's they're it. in single yeah. issue still. That's it. So what decade are they in? Uh, I think they're issue three now. So I think it's in the nineties. Oh okay. Oh, I thought you said they started in the sixties. Oh, okay, it might 80s. be it might be eighties then. I'm not yeah. sure. It's either three or four that are out right now. Who was the president in the eighties? Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Yep. The actor. Yeah. So. That is that stuff, and we will move on to our books of the week that stood out to us, the week of August 25th, 2021. That is today's date as we're recording it. Uh, Jared, you went first before, so why don't you go first again? What is one of the books that stood out to you this week? Okay, one of the books that is currently standing out to me because I am halfway through it. I have not finished it, but it's really good so far is winter guard oh i forgot to pick that up um if you liked the i i picked it up because of the black widow movie it's kind of along with those characters you've got the white widow red guardian stuff like that and i'm like it's a number one winter guard now's a good jumping on point so um so far i'm thoroughly enjoying it it starts out with um uh captain marvel interrogating uh yelena Yep, which is the, the White Widow. In the MCU, she's the sister, but this, I don't think there's actually any relation up other no, than they I, both went through the Widow program, the Red Room program, right. the Widow program. Right. Well, they weren't really sister in in, in the movie either. No, well, I mean, blood related, yeah. but that's where they were stationed together. But they're together. family. Right. But right. they're family now, so they're, so. they're related. Kate so, Dom. Um, the Spetsnaz or Russian special ops, uh, they come in to kill her and. You know, Miss Marvel or Be- Captain Marvel's there, so because she's, she's gonna a tra- kick the crap out of them. Because she's a traitor at this point. Right. She is betraying the Russian government. Right. So um, th- she does end up escaping and comes outside the building, and Black Widow's there to give her a ride. So they're talking about what is happening. She Hulk's di- uh, disappeared, in I think that's happening in the Avengers books that's right correct. now. So she's telling them that um, some of the. Um, Russian Avengers characters, uh, you know, the Winter Guard, some of those characters are getting killed. And so Black Widow is sending Yelena to figure out what's going on. It, that's my what I'm getting out of it. Again, right. I'm only halfway. This is about where I've left off. Well, and but it's, they, it, starts with, a, it starts with that interrogation. Then it jumps to, all right, three weeks ago, and then we're figuring out what's going on okay, for yes, the rest of that. Yes, yes. So we're... Up to I'm up to the point where uh, Black Widow is giving her like the mission, so I'm about ready to start into the actual mission. But so far I like where it's going. Um, I flipped through it just to see the art and stuff like that. And Red Guardian, I picked up a couple of his uh, jokes and stuff like that. It looks like he's a uh, going to be a very fun character. So yeah, Red uh, Winter Guard number one. It looks like it's so far it's really fun. I'm thinking the rest of it's going to be fun and i'm probably going to be adding this one to my pull list just by half the first comic there you go adrian what's up on your list i'm going to go with another direction uh i'm going to go with a concerned direction uh i i really i did like it i did i really did 
I was when I saw Echo Lands and how it got printed in this landscape. I got worried because I was really excited when I read the synopsis of what it's going to be about a couple months ago in like Comic Shop News or something, uh, or I saw it in previews or, or no, not previews because it's an image book. Um, <clears throat> but I'm like, oh, that that sounds really good. No, uh, images and previews. previews. Is it? Yeah, DC is not. Oh, yeah, right, right. I don't know where I read it then. Anyway, internet, internets. Uh, so I'm like, oh, great. I read this. I was really excited and they printed it in landscape. Is that going to be the gimmick that they're going to try to get people to read this? I read it. It sounded, it, it looks like a good story. The thing that I didn't like was the gimmick. The gimmick is very distracting. The gimmick is super distracting. It works. They drew it well. Uh, they drew it correctly. Um, and it does fit in normal comic book bags and boards. So it does. It, it does fit yes. the normal size, which I'm happy for it's that. It's just printed sideways, basically. Which I was okay with, but I, I was afraid of the same thing. Is this a gimmick just to get them to buy the comic and the comic's going to stink? Right, You know, right. that's what I was afraid of. Now, I'm not a huge fan. You, yeah, okay, and, and I know a lot of people are going to be like, Adrian, you're wrong. I'm not a Neil Gaiman fan. That's just not... That's not my uh, my alley, right? And I know tons of people love him. And I think if you like Neil Gaiman and that art style, you'll love Echo Lands. Specifically the Sandman storyline. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, and, and I read this. I, I was able to get through it. Uh, it sounds intriguing. I'm going to add it to my pool. Um, and it just may be, you know, I've, I've said it before. I wasn't a huge fan of horror books, but I got Mercy and I mm-hmm. loved it. And sometimes you just have to get that through that first issue, right? To really get to the story. I mean, some a lot of first issues will be setups, get your characters in line, get mm-hmm. people where they're supposed to be. Sometimes it's the the first issue is great, and the rest are not so yeah. good. It happens all the time, right? It does, right? Uh, it's if you love this industry, you take a chance on it, right? Right, exactly. So maybe this will be my new mercy. You know, um, Echo Lands. It reminds me of Neil Gaiman. The story was good. She stole something. Uh, and they're chasing after her, and she's got some weird power, which reminded me of uh, Basilisk right now. Uh, what is that? Boom? Image. Oh, wait. Image. I think it's Image. So uh, the art is really cool. Uh, it fits. It, it works. Yeah. All right. I'm done. I would say at least do what you normally do of subscribe to issues one through three. Sure. Right. See how it goes. Unless it's a mini series. If it's a mini series of five, then just get all five. Yeah. Right. I'm not sure how much it is. How if, if it's an ongoing or a mini. But when in doubt, when you try a new series, try a run of one through three. Right. Just I mean, it's not a huge investment. It's not nothing. But at least by issue three, they should know what they're doing, what direction they're trying to go, mm-hmm. and, and should you should know, know if you like it or not. So, uh, first one I want to mention this week is uh, it was it was almost my pick of the week. It was very close. And that is Robin number five. Um, this whole series so far, it's been uh, basically Robin got recruited with a bunch of other young heroes and villains that go to this Lazarus Island. And it's a uh, Hunger Games. Eventually, it's a tournament oh, of yeah. death where eventually there will be one winner that will get the power of the Grayskull Lazarus organization, whatever. It's a secret society of assassins and stuff. And. The the gimmick is each person can die three times. First two times you die, you get resurrected. No big deal. The tournament doesn't start until everybody's died one time and been resurrected. After you die the twice, the second time, you can decide: Are you still in the fight, or do you want to be done? 
Because if you die a third time, there is no resurrection. You're permadeath. And this issue, uh, number five, Robin is back, or Damien Robin, is back on the mainland. I think he's specifically in Gotham, where he's doing his own little investigation thing before the tournament starts. And it's the Rumble of the Robins, where all the other past Robins are chasing after him, trying to convince him, like, hey, you know, don't do this. It's too dangerous, blah, blah, blah. And Damien is, it's like, all right, standard rooftop race. If you guys can catch me, then I'll stay. If not, then I'm still doing my own thing. And he outwits each previous Robin in their own special way. Like, oh, um, Dick Grayson, you're the bravest. Um, uh, Jason, Jason Todd is the most emotional one of them all, which makes sense because he got murdered as a young child. And just how he's like, oh, I outwit you Stephanie because of this, that, or that. She is, she is in it, and I forget what What's, line. I was going to say, what? She's the smartest. She's, she's oh, the smartest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh. Tim Drake is the most computer savvy. Yeah, or best detective. Or, about yeah, it, so he's like, you guys are the best of this. And at one point, he's like, he even said, ah, I'm glad that Tim's not in earshot because I would tell him that he is the best at this, but I'm glad he doesn't, he can't hear me. <laughs> and he has a heart to heart with Dick Grayson of like, you know, all Robins have ran away from Batman to discover who they are before they come back this is my time. Let me handle it. And there's a great heart to heart with Dick Grayson and Damien. And they even reference like you are my Robin. And, you know, we've all been Bruce's Robin, but you're mine because there's a time that Dick yeah. Grayson was Batman. Yep. And Damien was his Robin. Damien did not start out as Bruce's Robin. He started out as Dick Grayson's Robin. Right. And it was really good. Uh, Damien or Bruce. No, sorry. Dick gave Damien a present that was very good. And, I don't give away because holy crap, but definitely check it out. The whole Robin series right now. That's really going to throw him because he's pretty short to be holding Captain America's shield. I'm telling you, it's well. I mean, it works like a bobsled. He is a child, so Uh, okay, bobsled. He can get around faster. Yeah, we're fine. Winter time, it's going to be great. (laughs) Winter time in Gotham will be fine. Uh, But yeah, that is Robin number five. I'm excited. I've loved the whole series to this point, and this one is really. Knocks out of the park. I wish I would have subscribed to that. The first issue was good. The setup from Detective Comics, the side story in that when it first came out, was good. And just the stories from there, every time you describe them, they've been excellent. And I wish I would have gotten that right away. Well, it reminds me of a Tom Taylor story, but it's written by Joshua Williamson. So it's not even Tom Taylor, but it has that gravitas, that feel to it, which like, hey, cool. Good. Somebody new who can do a good job. Right. Yeah, Yeah. I'm cool with that. So... I'm excited for more of that. The trade should be coming out in about a month or two, I would think, at this point then. So definitely check it out then when that comes out. All right, Jared, we're running a long time, so what is your okay. pick of the week? Uh, my pick of the week is Superman number two, uh, Son of Kal-El number two. Um, this written by? Written by our good buddy Tom Taylor, who you just mentioned. So this is uh, Jonathan trying to get fit in, and he uh, dons a secret identity and he puts a wig on that's a terrible wig a terrible wig <laughs> and what's his name that he goes under uh what was it it's um, like philip or something i think uh shoot bob it was real bad but he's like he's going to as a college student with yeah. a secret identity and crap i'll look through um, it while you, you can describe oh, finn connors finn connors so, so but uh something happens on his uh at the university that kind of reveals his he has to, he has to reveal himself to save yeah, people to save people so he basically takes off and ends up uh sitting on the moon you know 
in his he brought his Jeep with him. He brought his Jeep to the moon. I thought that was hilarious. It's his one like, place to get peace and quiet. Yeah, there's a panel of him just sitting on the moon, and his Jeep's right behind him. Why would he bring the Jeep? Well, because he get... he left. He didn't want to leave so, it in the uh, the school parking he can lot. Go right down and get it again. But well, someone else could use that parking spot. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need the car. And that's the whole point of this. Is he's like, no, no I'm doing true. this so I can be more human <laughs> and live a life as on myself. On the moon. On the moon. Eventually. Okay. So, but uh, yeah. That's a tangent there that just that cracked me up when I saw that. So uh, Superman, Kal-El, uh, shows up, and they have this really great heart-to-heart. Um, he's basically s- saying, you know, you can see what I can, I can see. I see the ice caps melting. I see all, this ter- all these terrible things that are happening. Why don't you do something? You're Superman. You know, and they get into this philosophical co- uh, conversation. Why hasn't Superman done it and everything like that? And he calls Superman out on some of his crap. Which uh, they, I love. Even it. Superman was like, "Hey, I, you know, bullets bounce off me. You can be blunt." Then at one point, it's like, "Okay, you're being a little too blunt. That yeah. still hurts." Yeah, sure. And but it was great. It was great dialogue. Um, super, the two Supermen just were just sitting and chatting, and they were. It was great. So it was very love, humanizing. Yes. Um, Considering he's an alien. Well, yeah. Uh, Superman, the new Superman is. Oh, he's half. half I mean, sure. he's human. Half alien. Right. He's born on Earth. That's more than Kal El. Right. But uh, there's a scene where uh, there is a uh, storm with a boat full of people, and one person falls overboard. Superman saves him and basically carries the ship or picks up the ship and flies it to Metropolis. They're asylum seekers. They were seeking asylum. Yes. And once he puts the ship down and they start to get off, the police start handcuffing some of them for processing, getting them to safety, you know. Because technically they didn't enter the country legally. Right. Can't fault the cops a hundred percent. They're doing their but job. They're not. That's the law. They're doing their job. Yeah, but that's not but the also, way to handle it. You don't treat them like criminals. So right. you can detain them, but I not just, necessarily exactly. Don't so because they were truly like seeking asylum. And right. They were almost drowning on the middle of the ocean. Right. But they start to cuff the guy, and uh, you know, he uses his heat vision and just. Burns those cuffs right off. I love how it's like, I can do this all day. Like, yeah. Like, all right, fine. Don't cuff them. Like, still put them yep. in the car, but don't cuff them. Right. And, so. Which, also, if he's melting them while they're on their wrist. Wouldn't that burn to their wrist? I thought the I same mean, yeah, thing. That's, that's like, a little. He's blowing at the his... same time. He's staring at no, them and going. Not at all. <laughs> even, even if he would have got, like, the middle that's not directly on their skin, there's enough heat that would go through that. Right. Before they burst. That it's would just right. Kryptonian heat. Hello. Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so sorry, Tom Taylor. Uh, Your heat vision. Come on. Yeah. No, no, no. You know Let's I... blame that on the artist, not not Tom Taylor. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> you know what I like is that they've reached the same point, to a degree, from a certain point of view, that they reached with injustice. Uh, one of the things that he deals with, Superman deals with, in is injustice. Is why haven't we dealt with these problems? Why is Joker still alive? Yeah. Blah 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 blah. And he goes in a completely totalitarian direction, and it's like, oh, you're doing a good thing in all the wrong way, all the wrong right. ways possible. Whereas, if you had a genuine conversation and being his son, you could get him to kind of do the same thing with using different methodology. You yeah. Know? Also, Injustice, written by Tom Taylor. Also, oh, right. And in Deceased, when Superman dies, his son became Superman again. Also, Tom Taylor. Hmm. I'm starting to see a little pattern hmm. here, Tom. Hmm. I'm going to see who created uh, 
his son Jonathan. Uh, I was gonna See say if he who, was written, created. I thought by you were Tom gonna Taylor. say who created Tom <laughs> Taylor. That would be Mr. and Mrs. Taylor. <laughs> Is Tom Taylor anything in relation to Jonathan or Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Yes. Okay. It's him. It's his pen name. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's been a while since we've seen him around, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm just going to cut in saying this was my pick of the week. Also, okay, Dan, um, Dan Jurgens created him. Uh, so yeah, Tom this, Taylor was created by Dan Jurgen. Yes. So Superman, <laughs> son of Kal El, is mine and Jared's pick of the week. I'm trying to keep this thing on track a little bit. Sorry, uh, Adrian. What is your pick of the? I'm week? not allowed to have a pick of the week. I talk too much. Uh, Amazing Fantasy. I'm going to stick with Amazing Fantasy number because, two because number two out of five because you all know how much I love Die. And if you're not reading Dying yet, you're probably not going to, and that's okay. But you should if you're a fan of any fantasy stories at all. And if you're a fan of art, because yeah. I remember that's how I got stuck. Like, oh, this looks pretty. Um, and if you don't like Horizon Zero Dawn, that's a me thing. I get it. I'm, I love that game. I love the story. Uh, that would have been my other pick. Uh, but Amazing Fantasy, uh, what, last week or the week before, gave us this really great intro into what happens to three superheroes after they die. And they go to a place where they're expecting war to break out. Uh, and each one of them, Spider-Man, Black Widow, and Cap, join three different tribes. The art was really fun. The premise was really fun. Issue 2 kind of hit the brakes on that. And I'm a little worried, but I'm going to keep going. It's a mini. I'm going to say this is story building. We could one. have a really fun final three issues. Was oh, is this a filler setup mm-hmm. issue? Yeah, this is like okay, this, this is, is definitely the setup. World, this is world building. The first yes. one was the okay. hook. This one's the world building. Okay, and then I think we'll and get the resolution. Yes. Sometimes right. you really need those issues for and the story to stick. This instance, you totally do. You totally can't just go right into war, like what was described, and not have anything built up because. Somebody's got to be the bad guy. Somebody's mm-hmm. got to be the good guy. Who's lying to who? And you got to you got to see some of that, right? So, I would still pick it this week. Heck, even next week, maybe. All right. I don't know. So, amazing fantasy number two. Amazing fantasy was amazing. Two. It was amazing. All right. So, with that, we will close the show with the part that Jared always forgets about. Oh, crap. <laughs> and that's Jared's catchphrase. Uh, and that is the hero of the week. Let them be comic book characters, creators, or otherwise, or, you know, just real-life people that are around. I'll buy you a little bit of time, Jared. I'll go first. You're welcome. Uh, and I want to say doctors. Doctors are my hero. Now, I know it's a bit of a cop-out because it's not a specific person, but the past year that I've had uh, with, you know, a sur- couple surgeries and everything, um, just how much work they've been putting in the last, specifically the last year and a half, but just in general, their whole careers of, like, they deal with a lot of stuff, and they have to know a lot of things, um, be it just general doctors or specifics or anything like that. Like, good on you. I mean, that's definitely a field that I couldn't do because blood is icky. I don't like it. So it, it belongs on the inside, not not on the outside. So, yeah. That's why internal bleeding is okay because it's on the inside right. where the blood's supposed to stay. We're always bleeding internally. I mean, if you cut someone open, you'll see, hey, there's blood inside. You're, that's not you're, supposed to be there. Right. So, yeah. I want to say doctors... And nurses, the unsung heroes, the ones that do do a lot of work as well. So, Adrian, who is on your list for Hero of the Week? You know, I have no idea. Or Heroes of the Week. I have zero clue. Mechanics that are working on vehicles? Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll go mechanics that work on vehicles that make us specifically go your vehicles. Specifically, my vehicle. My vehicle is currently kaput for now. It'll be fine. It'll it, be fine. It'll be fine. That's why you have a backup vehicle. It's orders. It's 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 everything that's on delay right now because orders can't be filled and it's getting tough to get parts and stuff. So it's going to be in the shop a little longer than I would have liked. But that's not his fault. Right. And, and it's better than being even longer or paying even extra for it. Depending on or him gone saying, to other places. yeah, or him saying, this is unfixable. You're screwed. Uh, right. So, right. So, yeah, if you can fix it versus having to replace it, then that's a lot sure. better. It's not because you don't want to like, oh, well, it's time to buy a new car. That's a pretty, pretty big decision to make. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. don't have to do that spur of the moment. You gave me that. Thank you. But I'm going to say that guy. I'm going to say that guy is my hero. And by that guy is the guy that we've all met before. You know, when you say, oh, you know a guy, you know, or some guy helped me out or, you know, so that guy, there's a very specific that guy right now in my life. Um, He's helping me out with a connection and I'm hoping it works out for the best. So whenever, whoever, whenever you know a connection, right. That person that can make that connection, make your life that much easier. Exactly. All right, Jared, we bought you much, as much time as we could. Um, I'm going to go with uh, the writer to Winter Guard, uh, Ryan Cady, if that's how you pronounce his name. I don't know. It's a good uh, day. Because, whatever. <laughs> it's 80. The K is silent. Uh, wrong. It's a C. Ah, <laughs> so. well, the, the K is extra silent. It's not even there. <laughs> it's not even, you don't even see it. Uh, Super So, silent. yeah, he's... Uh, uh, actually getting me into the first Marvel book other than Star Wars that I've read in a while. But, uh, yeah, I think this has been – the first half is really good. I'm excited to see where it goes. So we'll go with that. All right. So with that, everybody, we'll say thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing to the podcast. And thank you for sharing the podcast on your preferred social media platforms because that's what you do if you are a good viewer or listener. And I misquoted or mis. Uh, labeled oh, no. that just a minute ago. It's not the fir- first Marvel book I've read in a while. It's the first Marvel book I've bought in a while. That wasn't Star Wars. Yeah, that wasn't Star Wars. So, so yeah. Uh, thanks for l- listening. No, he's not stealing all the other ones. Thanks for subscribing. <laughs> thanks for helping me wrap up this episode with the background noise. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, and hey, maybe come into the shop and buy some some of the stuff that we recommended. You have stuff at yeah. the shop? The, like, it's the stuff that we recommended we talked about just now even. Oh. So, like, be like Jared and come in and buy stuff we recommended, like Spider-Man Life Story or the Messiah Complex. I Messiah Complex. I'm going to be getting the Robin trade. Um, All I'm the probably going to be picking stuff. up the uh, Amazing Fantasy trade because that sounds like an interesting concept by itself. So, so yeah, and if you don't are not able to come into the store, we also do mail order stuff. You can go visit us on alteryourcomics.biz or you'll find us on comichub.com. And you can find us that way, too. Uh, So, yeah. Thank you for listening, everybody. And we'll be back next time. What if we're not back next time? Uh, Then Then they'll figure it out. We will have had been back.